What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, October 10th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former informer, Imran Khan. Howdy, Greg. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Do you miss the jacket? I... It's very airy. I mean, like, <laughs> so like we have the fan right here, and every time the fan would just like turn your way, it would go like, yeah, flare out like a cape. Yeah, it was pretty. That was nice, especially in like a hot studio. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, because it gets cooking in here. Mm-hmm. You know, you know better than most. Yeah. But that said, it's also like a comical clown jacket. Sure. Yeah. And on me, it was just the funny like, I literally had to roll up the thing so I could just use my hands to use the computer. Sorry. Yeah. But you did it. <laughs> I did it. Now, Barrett. We, I, I want to tell you, I'm panicking a little bit here. All What's right. Up? I did not bring in Pumpkey. I brought in the pumpkin jacket. Uh-oh. I did not bring in Pumpkey the mug. Can you Uh-oh. go get me my Pumpkey? Yes. Thank you. I'll dump my coffee into it. All right. Yeah. I swear the show won't progress beyond housekeeping <laughs> while you're gone. You have to run. Don't run. He's running. Yeah. I saw you in the kitchen earlier. I was assumed you were bringing out the mug. It's, you know what I mean? I just, I am off my game today. I, you, you saw it when I, I was back there chilling with you, singing Lizzo, and I looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, God, it's 10. <laughs> it's 9.59 right now. We got to go. That is a very kind, our common kind of funny refrain of how the hell is it already said time? Whatever time it is, yeah, yeah. it happens around here. <laughs> because there's so much news happening, ladies and gentlemen, like the Blizzard employees walking out, S-I-E-E-U, having some layoffs and more. Thank you, Barrett. We're going to talk about it all because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to KindofFunny.com slash You're Wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for Everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. We are headed to EGLX next weekend. Uh, basically, what, a week from tomorrow. Me, Nick, and Andy are headed over to Toronto. We're going to get in there. We're gonna, you got to drop. That's They say Toronto weird. We say it Toronto. They're like Toronto. Draw, say it like my uh, Run it all together. Yeah. Huh? You say it like my grandparents. See? Monday, Tuesday. Isn't this the whole thing that like... Yeah, was there, area, there's a, there's yeah. a, no, 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 no. There's a theory that I'm your tr- your time-traveling grandpa, right? Uh, I'm talking about my other grandparents. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Anyways, we'll be in Toronto next weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, doing a whole bunch of panels. You can catch us on the Kind of Funny panel. You can catch us at the autograph signing. I don't have details on that. Uh, it's not on the site yet. I know what time it is. Yeah. What time is it? Uh, it's 12.30 p.m. On, on Saturday. Saturday. And then but, later that day is the Smash Brothers right. Royal Rumble. That's 7.30. And then the there's next... There's a trophy. You could win it. And then the next day is Sunday. the Kind of Funny... Uh, panel. panel. 11 a.m. Uh, you... I'm pretty confident in that. Okay. Uh, but the, the, the Smash day. Brothers thing yeah. and the panel are both Wait, on the main stage. You're going to be hungover as hell. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, okay. that's how it goes. All right. You, just, uh, trust just make me. sure you know. This ain't my first <laughs> convention, Imran. All right. We'll let you know. Everything. That's why you do the panel the first day so you're like spry and awake. <laughs> that's just not, we're, I haven't been spry and awake since 2011. <laughs> Thank you to our <laughs> Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Hims and Quip, but I'll tell you about that later because it's time to get into what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. What the fuck, Greg? A baker's does it. Christ. Okay. On top of that being just, this has just been a nonstop week of news where yes. everything goes like the 50-minute mark of the Roper Report. I want to give Baird a shout-out for powering through all his bits with a Pop-Tart in his mouth. Appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. You didn't choke. You didn't, you didn't flinch at all. Uh, number one. There was a Blizzard employee walkout yesterday. This is Blake Montgomery at the Daily Beast. A small group of Activision Blizzard employees walked out of work Tuesday afternoon to protest the company's actions against a gamer who expressed support for pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong during an official live stream. The game publisher behind online multiplayer hits like World of Warcraft and Overwatch banned Hong Kong-based professional Hearthstone player Chung Ing Wei from the game's lucrative pro league for a year on Tuesday. Chung, who uses the handle Blitzchung, prompted the ban after saying, Liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our times, during an interview about his tournament wins. Blizzard's actions fo- forced him to forfeit $10,000 in prize money and he had already won. Quote, the action Blizzard took against the player was pretty appalling, but not surprising, a longtime Blizzard employee told the Daily Beast. Blizzard makes a lot of money in China, but now the company is in this awkward position where we can't abide by our values. 
I'm disappointed, another current Blizzard employee said. We want people all over the world to play our games, but no action like this can be made with political neutrality. The employee spoke on condition of anonymity for fear of professional consequences. Protesting, Blizzard employees from multiple departments gathered at an iconic statue of an orc warrior charging into battle in the center of the company's main campus in Irvine, California, starting around 10 a.m. Pacific time. The demonstration's numbers fluctuated throughout the day. Uh, the two employees... Oh, I'm sorry. The two employees ranging that's what it says, from a dozen to 30, and, a pro and the protesters uh, departed somewhere in the late afternoon. The protesters would have been visible from to the executive offices, which overlooked the main plaza, the two employees said. Uh, the company did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The Chinese tech giant Tencent owns 5% of uh, Blizzard, and the gaming company earned 12% of its revenue from the Asia-Pacific region last quarter, according to an earnings report. A person claiming to be a Blizzard employee and using the handle StandingWHK posted a picture to Reddit and Imgur that showed roughly 20 employees involved in the demonstration. Several employees held umbrellas, a visual symbol adopted by the protesters in Hong Kong. Two current Blizzard employees authenticated the photo to the Daily Beast. The protesters also solicited signatures for a petition expressing displeasure with, the, with Blizzard's leadership's handling of the matter that they planned to submit to executives, the two employees said. Discussion about Blizzard's action and the protest, uh, they said, continued Wednesday. Uh, the two employees said Blizzard executives have not taken any public action against the protesters. One of the employees who spoke to the Daily Beast felt that the protest signaled a new era for Blizzard. The company has been complying with government censorship requests within its games in order to keep doing business in one of its biggest markets, he said. Quote, doing business in China, it's been easier to ignore the authoritarianism of the government because they were asking us to do things like remove a skeleton from the game, he said. Uh, the stakes are much higher now. Uh, what was previously an obvious decision is much less obvious now. Imran, welcome to this week on <laughs> Kind of Funny Games Daily. How you feeling? I feel like it's going to be very hard to be as good as Gary Widow was about this yesterday. <laughs> Did he say everything that needed to be said? He said basically, like... He he definitely went to, with the right place of, holy shit, Blizzard stepped in it. Yeah. they. I cannot believe how much of an unforced error this entire thing was. And it was, they're going to think of it as a, a forced error because to them, China says, okay, do this thing. and or China says jump and they say how high. Yeah. So the fact that Blizzard's own community are their own employees to go in, I don't want to be in a company that operates that way is... A fantastic learning experience for all of us, a teachable moment, but I'm also kind of worried, like, does Blizzard Corporate get this, or are they still looking at that line of, well, China matters, or China money matters more than our employee labor? You, of course, are more dialed in and know the industry from such a newsy way, mm -hmm. and you have sources. Every time I ask you something in the morning about this, you're like, oh, I talked to this person. I'm like, Jesus Christ, all right. <laughs> and I'm not asking you to tell me source information, but do you, what, what is your read on this situation? Was it... Oh my God! Let's live by our bylaws and try not to piss people off. Was it China saying something? If it was China saying something to Blizzard, why is uh, Epic being like we? China owns or Tencent owns more of us, and we're we're like no way you can censor us. Like we, I don't understand. So uh, there's a, it's a couple of complicating factors sure, there. Of course, I don't know that China government necessarily the Chinese government necessarily told Blizzard, hey, you need to do something about this, or they massively overreacted. We're like, oh, China's not going to be happy about... Like, let's take an older example of Devotion. Okay. That was the Steam horror game that uh, had a joke inside... It was made in Taiwan. It was not a joke, like, on a texture somewhere that referred to the Chinese president as Winnie the Pooh, which is a joke he hates. Yeah. And that game ended up being review-bombed, and the business license that the publisher was taking, the publishers withdrew, the game was withdrawn off Steam for a while, I don't think it was Valve was doing, I think what the developers doing, but still. Like, that was just them, not not even necessarily uh, Chinese government saying, you guys need to do all this, it was them going, the Chinese government is going to come after us, we need to take care of this. Gotcha. So, I think what Blizzard's doing is, we make so much money in China. 14%, or 12% of its revenue And that's quarter. not even like all of it, that's like, Let's, the Warcraft movie was huge in China. Mm. It was, I think it did better there than anywhere else in the world. Okay, kindoffunny.com slash roll. Yeah, but like that, they're looking at stuff like that and thinking, okay, we can't be banned Let's not piss there. these people off. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. We can't run into a situation where we're not going to be able to sell games for 12, 14 months while they sort this out. Let's try and cut this off. That's, that's an, maybe an optimistic view of what's going on. Yeah. I think they're maybe reconsidering how viable that is. But at the same time, they, they can't do anything that pisses off China because that, that means they lose 
access to that market. Like, it's one thing to say we want to, we're gonna like piss off Chinese customers. It's another thing to say we're gonna piss off the Chinese government, because at that point you you lose tons of money. Like you said, fourteen percent of your yeah. total operating revenue. Why Tim Sweeney could say it is because one, he does he makes more money here than he does in China. Like okay. Epic Game Store, I believe, isn't available there. Okay. Uh, I, Fortnite is popular, but if they cut off Fortnite there, it's still popular in the rest of the world. Sure. Yeah, like, it's still the biggest game going. Yeah, he will lose some percentage of money, but not that much. Gotcha. If, say, Tencent... Because so Tencent is an investor, not necessarily an owner. Okay. So they're a 40% investor. What they do is they they put up that money up front, and then the only reason they would give Epic money now is if they were giving them a short-term loan, which Epic doesn't need because Epic makes a fuck ton of money. So... If Tencent withdrew, somebody would like come in and try and like fit, like Netties would come in and say maybe we don't care about the Chinese government or maybe a Korean company or something like that would come in and just fill that hole themselves. Get those shares. Yeah. Maybe kind of funny does it. Yeah. Maybe Seems we like should, this Fortnite yeah. game isn't going anywhere. You know? Yeah. We should totally invest in Epic because Tencent does make a ton of money off that. They off the the what's the word I'm looking for the dividends uh, it pays dividends for them. Yeah. 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 So they, Tim Sweeney can go out there and say I don't care. Like, I'm not going to do anything if one of our Fortnite players says whatever they want to say, then they're fine. Blizzard is more afraid of losing the market. Gotcha. So if they do, like, piss off the Chinese government and they do lose access to, like, over or Overwatch and StarCraft and all that stuff, then that's such a huge chunk of not only their esports stuff, their actual, like, game-buying revenue that I could see... I can see that also being a danger for employees. The problem isn't necessarily that Blizzard made this terrible decision. Yeah. Which is, I mean, for sure, they made an awful, terrible decision. Almost every party here is in the wrong, except the actual people who are victimized by it. Mm -hmm. The problem is that China knows they can control the message by controlling American corporations. Right. Which is the most fucked up thing about it. Of Did you see this clip today? We talked about the NBA stuff yesterday, yeah. and now this clip getting shared today of this woman asking a question about this uh, to the NBA players, right? And they getting seen cut off, one, and it's horrible. I see. I saw somebody talking about like they just said like, are they screamed like pro Hong Kong something during a game, and they got taken away yeah, from security? Yeah, saw that. Yeah, that was in Philadelphia, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and like that, they know they can control the message, and that that speaks to how intertwined and entrenched corporations are with the way we perceive media and perceive the world, that they know they can stamp down on news based on how they control corporations. So if they don't want people like saying pro-Hong Kong things, they t- are tapped the shoulder of the corporation and go, hey, can you deal with this? Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly... They, I guess they're not too into the Streisand effect idea. Yeah, no, <laughs> apparently not. Yeah. I'm like, I, honestly, I don't follow Hearthstone. If... Uh, if this guy just said this thing yeah. and it was just that, like nothing happened to him, this would not be a story I would have ever heard. This is what we talked about with Gary yesterday, right? If this was a slap on the wrist, so like, hey, don't do this. This is, you were taking away this amount of money, whatever. Even if it was one game, okay. Would have yeah. been weird. That sucks. But like the fact that it's like totally in, in, it's happening at the same time as all this NBA stuff. So now you have like, two giant fandoms that are suddenly hyper aware of all yeah. this shit that's happening. And they're taking a bullet that like, we're going to see also. In the future, controversy about, say, Valve. Because Valve is just, I think, three months ago announced their plans to like launch in, launch Steam in China, officially. Mm-hmm. Like, people have been getting in through VPNs for a while, but yeah, this is like yeah, an yeah. official thing. So they like they have to just kind of keep their heads down and hope that no controversy happens over the next three months. They got to sure take a yeah. There's no way it will. Yeah, like, if a game comes out that pisses off China and China says, hey, Valve, remove this. What's going to happen? Yeah. Are they going to hope that like the developer just takes care of it again, like Devotion? Yeah. It's it is a mess, and it's I think Blizzard is I think Blizzard's executives are sitting in their whatever ivory tower, like waiting for one line to cross the other line, and if the American protest or whatever an American boycott or yeah, yeah. like a deletion accounts happen so much that like our wallet overtakes China's wallet, then they're going to you know, reverse the decision. I don't think they have a good option aside from that. Well, I have questions about all that. Lee Polero wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can. It says people are talking about BlizzCon, but Overwatch for Switch comes out before that. How do you think this will affect sales of Overwatch or Overwatch Switch? We are always told to vote with our wallet, but do you think this port will fall flat in part due to this Blizzard fiasco? Thank you for your insight, Lee. So I was talking to a friend yesterday 
she works at Nintendo's customer service as one of the people who like answers the phones. Sure. And, yeah. So she was telling me we've had a surprising number of people canceling Overwatch today. Mm-hmm. And I think she's not just she's not as keyed in. So she's like, what do you think that reason is? Like, uh-huh. is it a cross progression or whatever? It's like, did you not hear about the Hong Kong thing? <laughs> so I and when I posted on Twitter, I got a bunch of people saying like, yeah, I just canceled my thing, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that the port's going to fall flat. Boycotts historically, they it's difficult to get a beat of how much a boycott affects things, especially if you're not like this person was not keyed into the news. Yeah, that's the problem. How many people play Overwatch and play, and enjoy Overwatch and have no idea who makes yeah. Overwatch? Don't think about it on that level. I bet maybe like five percent of the people who watch the direct know what happened here and wanted yeah. want to do something affecting. And I've also had people tweeting at me saying like, "I love Overwatch and I I'm just going to compartmentalize this. Like I don't want to think about." Blizzard being bad because I want to play this game on the go. Right. And like, honestly, I don't hate that. I'm not going to be angry at somebody for that kind of mentality because we all do that sort of thing. There are things I love Nintendo and Nintendo's done shit that I'm like, this is worthy of like criticizing them to the point of not buying their games. Sure. But I still have to rationalize and compartmentalize and we're all kind of hypocrites that way. Yeah. But that's fine because you can't really live your life. Like, I'm sure, I bet you I would find if I looked on my iPhone for things that Apple has done, I will find numerous, like their taxes, their human rights abuses in China, stuff like that. Well, that's the thing you're talking about, like using your iPhone, right? Like yeah. yesterday was another one where it got shut and it was talking, Gary mentioned it too, like taking the Taiwanese flag out of the yeah. Apple emojis and all this stuff. Like it's happening in other places. Not, maybe not as severely, maybe it depends on, you know, I mean, it's, it's a slippery slope. Once you make one concession, where does the concession end? Yeah. And I, like, I, I had a conversation with a friend the other day, or yesterday, who is a huge, huge Hearthstone fan. Like, it, it's pretty much the only game he plays anymore. And he was saying, like, I have to rationalize and compartmentalize, because, like, I just, I tell myself this is Blizzard Esports and not, like, the rest of the company. Yeah. And I'm like, you, I've seen you not treat other companies that way. Yeah. I've seen you, like, boycott Nintendo games because Allison Rapp got fired. Sure. Like, what do you do? Like, how... If you tell me you're rationalizing it, I understand that, but I want you to understand personally that's kind of a lie to yourself. It's like, yeah. Like, I... There's nothing you can really do about it because I he's not going to give up Hearthstone. He just enjoys that game so much. And that's the idea, right, I feel, of that line in the sand of it's so easy to sit there and criticize something in this industry and that's a horrible decision and people should boycott when it's not yours right when it's not your it's not your game right like it's i mean the blizzard stuff like i'm horrified about everything's happening i want them to reverse this decision i want them to have some kind of statement here where it's like no we're not but it's like it's also i don't play blizzard games like right. you know what I mean? in general not not out, out of protest already just because they're not my jam yeah they're a like wildly, diablo. Yeah. If, if tomorrow they announce a new diablo that would be like the cool what's my line and how do i feel about it but mm-hmm. like switch on or uh, overwatch and switch i wasn't gonna play wow i wasn't gonna play right like you know i mean the the worst it's been i think is that on monday they sent us the wow classic special edition yeah uh, hoping we don't apparently they just like randomly send that to people because i talked to some of the people like yeah. yeah blizzard's sending me a package for some reason yeah exactly yeah and i was like oh yeah i mean like, we like doing unboxings and seeing cool shit and we give it a, and then it was like it got here monday i was like oh fuck no i'm not unboxing this <laughs> you know what i mean not in the not this like you know what i mean yeah like, unless i can use it i guess no yeah i was talking to someone too like they were saying oh we got that like wow thing and i was saying why don't you give it away for extra life and then all the blizzard stuff happened so i don't know if they're still doing that like maybe it'll blow blow over then but like the answer of you know what do you do for like boycotts and stuff like that like boycotts should be a personal thing if you're going in there for the intention of trying to hurt the company's business that's a that's a noble thing if it's a moral cause but you shouldn't expect it necessarily yeah because like even if you, there are people canceling Overwatch. Who knows if that's actually going to make a dent in Blizzard's, you know, whatever they're operating. It'll be the there. first test. However, the next one I think will be BlizzCon. Yes. Borzin zero zero writes into patreoncom games and says, "Good morning, Greg and Imran. The continued outrage of people at Blizzard is continuing, and with Blizzard stopping account cancelization. That's not a thing, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You and I talked about this earlier. Actually, what's the story with that? Because it was that I it, saw the tweet going around of like, there's four. Di- they've they've blocked four different ways or to authorize yeah. to. Uh, authenticate your account and so you can't delete your account and yada yada it's just that their servers and their crap that software sucks ass yeah Uh, a shoutcaster dropping out of blizzcon and all related hearthstone slash blizzard events and a proposed walkout which actually happened Mm -hmm. i state the question when will it end i know saying the right thing now is super important but i feel that saying nothing is just as bad as saying the wrong thing at this moment is there an end in sight for this or is the 24-hour news cycle going to do its job and just make this disappear something i think blizzard and activision want 
So, I mean, when it refers to, like, BlizzCon, I do think there will be outrage at BlizzCon. This could not have been worse time for them. And the only way it could have been worse is if it ha- BlizzCon was next week. Yeah. The fact that you have a couple weeks for something to happen to people to simmer down, for Blizzard to say something to kind of make it okay. Yeah. Which I don't think they will. I don't think there's a way I to... I mean, br- the only way they could do it is they could reverse it and, like, we could say uh, make a new policy that esports people can say whatever they want. We're not going to listen to... We're not going to worry so much about what the market might do in another area. Sure. But I do and then have uh, Blitzchung open the conference. <laughs> Why not? Lights go up, curtain goes up, and he's there. And then it'd be like fucking outrage. And he's where he has a sign, he has a shirt, whatever. Yeah, if that's like they want me to, you know, have an outreach program for people like in China, or like they want me to just do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah giving yeah. me back my money. Maybe I'm not going to play Hearthstone anymore because this is a bad experience. Yeah. But like, it would be actually be good if they involved him in these these things. Yeah. Uh, that said. I've been hearing for a long time that, like, this BlizzCon is supposed to be the make good for last year's. Right. That, like, this year... Diablo they, Mobile. <laughs> yeah. When when they said the, the infamous, like, don't you all you guys have phones, I always thought the reaction was a little overblown to that. Yeah. That, like, maybe people didn't need to be pissy so about mean. it. Yeah. yeah. The guy who got up in the Q&A was, was just an April Fool's Day joke. I was like, oh, yeah. that's really mean. Like, they're, they they're... were trying their best with the, the tools they had available to them. Yeah. But this year, I think that, like, that level of rage is kind of warranted. Yeah. The question is, are they going to be able to maintain that rage if, say, Diablo 4 gets announced, if Overwatch 2 gets announced, whatever. Yeah. Like, if this is their Sony E3 of Dreams conference-style thing, is the audience going to be like, no, we're still pissed at you? Yeah. Like, through through the opening key, or keynote and through the conferences, is... Like, are they going to trot the Blizzard founders up there to say, no, we still believe in Blizzard? Are they going to, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to have that, like, opening video package of, here's all the employees that you should not get mad at? Yeah. Like, this Blizzard is more than just an executive team. Here's the people that, like, they, you know, Bethesda always does that of, like, I have two kids. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. working at Bethesda. I was playing, I used to play Elder Scrolls, and now yeah. I work on it and all that shit. Please don't be mad at us about Fallout 70, you know, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to be able to do that? And I'm kind of, I'm curious, because, like, like you said, there's a, a number of weeks until BlizzCon. Right. Are they, what can Blizzard do in that time to defuse this bomb? Yeah. Are they going to be able to do it with, like, whatever is available to them? And once they get to BlizzCon and they start announcing products people want, is there a, is there enough rage in the Blizzard audience or is it too bought in? Are they going to, like, fanboyism is not a bad thing necessarily. It's, you know, it's fun. Being hyped for things is fun. I lose my mind at Nintendo Directs. I lose my mind at, like, Sony E3s, all yeah. that stuff. It's, but there's, it, video games are increasingly intersecting with moral quandaries. Yeah. And this is real life keeps bumping up to our hobby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is if this happened 20, 30 years ago, like it wouldn't be because honestly, we wouldn't care about it. We wouldn't have it like we wouldn't have the Internet to tell us. I was going to say the news wouldn't have spread. Right. Maybe I'd get an EGM or Game Informer article like in a month and a half, two months. Yeah. Then I would know. But BlizzCon would be over. It would be a small box in like the letter to the editor section. of Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just I hope this will be like this is the first big test of this kind of thing. Yeah. I Sirens are going to be on our end in a second. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if people are going to be able to hold the line. Yeah, it's a big question. And that's what I get lost in thinking about BlizzCon being so far away. Because I know it doesn't seem like that much time, but there's still so much time. Mm -hmm. Where Blizzard is going to have to say something, right? I think it was... Eurogamer today, maybe somebody else. I think it was Eurogamer had a thing that, like, basically a company spokesperson told them, like, they're f- trying to figure out what to say. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a direct quote. It wasn't a statement. So didn't even make the rough report because I knew it would just come up in a conversation this way. Yeah. I mean, Borza mentions the twenty-four hour news cycle. I was surprised when we came in today and we're still talking about Blizzard. Yeah. Because it feels kind of like that should have passed. Yeah. Just like it from a news perspective of. Wow, a third day story on a video game thing is insane. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I remember I emailed about I mean emailed THQ Nordic and I emailed their partners about the HN thing a long few months ago before like before I got let go. Yeah, and one of the guys I talked to was like, "It was months ago. Let it go." Like this <laughs> really, is, yeah, that was their response. This is that was their response, Jesus. and like I I've talked to other like reporters that have done the same thing, and like their partners have said the same thing. Yeah. Of yeah, this isn't a story anymore. It's been, it's but over. But that's why this one's so interesting because I feel like it's so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like, again, I, I don't know if you, you, you mentioned you heard yesterday's show, right? Like, I feel like when the boycotts usually come around, right, it's for something goofy. Oh, yeah. they're only on Epic Game Store. Oh, the, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that you're angry about, but you're not mad about it. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't like, I mean, we're talking about 
human rights and freedom here. We're talking about something so much bigger than video games and where they're sold, right? Yeah. In the fact that, like, again, this uh, Blitz Chung is being silenced when he's trying to speak out for his homeland, and it is this American backlash from it where we're supposed to be the ones who are supposed to be. It's it's going so far beyond Blizzard values into what we think of ourselves as Americans mm-hmm. and what we've done and what we've done, what as a country, the country's done for so long and what we pride ourselves on. Yeah. And so to see that stepped on, that's where I think so many people are getting riled up about it. I will say, and this is probably a very controversial thing, and this should not be taken as any kind of defense of Blizzard or the Chinese government or anything. Oh, man, start, get, everybody crack your knuckles and get your, uh, your uh, reset era thread ready for whatever Imran's about to say. This is, a, this is a thing that I've noticed like with Epic and with Tencent, with like those goes back to like Ellen Powell and the Reddit stuff and like Tencent investing in Reddit. There is a segment of the audience that does not really care that much about Hong Kong protests and pro-democracy things and uses these kind of things as a vicious kind of Orientalism of just saying, well, I don't like China. So this mm. thing that's like speaks bad about China is a thing I'm going to get angry about. And that's been very obvious in internet discussions for a while. And I just want to say like, if that's your reasoning, if that's why you're coming into it, because I've noticed like we've been, there have been some people praising some kind of a- alt-right assholes on the internet that have been like, maybe they work for Blizzard and now they're talking bad about Blizzard or whatever. And they're saying, well, now they finally seen the light because they're saying bad things about this thing. Like, no, they're just assholes. Like they're xenophobic assholes. And that's why they're getting involved in this. I'd say this is a complicated subject that involves a lot of things, but we don't necessarily need to embrace the bad side of it too, just because they're on our side. Mm, I got you. Like criticize Blizzard all you please criticize Blizzard, criticize the Chinese government, but leave like when you recognize someone is doing this as a bad faith argument, excise them from the conversation. Okay. Well said. Thank you, Imran. I don't know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me later. Uh, so that answered Borson's question. Uh, some your wrongs. Actually, I know you were right in here. Lord of Pwn says the war- World of Warcraft movie made more than $225 million in China. Worldwide, it made more than $439 million. Domestically, only made uh, $47 million. So it made 51% of its worldwide box office money in China. Yeah, and so you, you know there's executives looking at that being like, we can't piss off Chinese government ever. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's, you know... that. It's interesting to get to this point because I remember when it started with movies mm-hmm. and uh, again, being Greg and not following movies or anything. And it was just like, I was like, I don't understand why it's such a bad thing. Right. That like, oh, like in, in the Independence Day sequel, whatever the hell that was called. Yeah. Like it was like they, there was a thing that like I think one of the pilots had to be Chinese. Like right. the, the, she, she was this badass female pilot and she like saved the day or whatever. And I remember everyone being like, oh, that's that's because of this. Beca- and like when like in some of the Transformers movies, I think I remember reading articles. That I think Iron were, Man 3, like there was a pretty significant plot point of him getting cured that is like referenced in later movies, but only in the Chinese version. Oh. Really? Like, because he went to a Chinese hospital and, like, very famous Chinese actors playing doctors saved his life. Oh, really? Yeah. No, uh, I mean, that's in the American version of uh, as well. Of Is him, what did he get saved? What, what him happened? Getting, uh, him getting the shards, like, uh, the things in his chest that the, yeah, yeah, the power reactor. Yeah, the arc reactor. Yeah. He, he does get that surgically removed at the end of three. Okay. Yeah. I know By there's Chinese a scene Chinese doctors in, in China? I, I, that I do not remember. Because it's like the Chinese version of Iron Man 3 is like. 20 minutes longer for oh, that scene. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that scene in the in the American version of the movie. This is like, the end while he's talking, it's like, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, minute, yeah. maybe. Yeah, okay. But that's yeah, that's crazy. that like they've been doing regional cuts for a while, so I kind of wonder like, is Disney has the power to just go, we'll make different movies for China. Does like I think Blizzard also has that kind of power to go, like, we should not be afraid of pissing off China, but we'll see if they have that mental fortitude. Is there an answer here, Imran, where they just make they make patches and different versions of the game for China? So that's not the worry is not necessarily like they do that essentially. Like they remove skeletons for China. Yeah, yeah like from the, the floor or whatever yeah. like you're talking about, yeah. But like the problem is that they don't want to get pushed out of the market. And like like we go back to devotion. China was so pissed off about that, they took the the business license from one of the publishers. They say it's unrelated, but obviously it's related. Sure. Yeah. So, like, Blizzard doesn't want to run into a situation where they just can't sell games, or China has wrap, wrapped up in their bureaucracy for 12, 14 months, and they lose a significant amount of revenue during that time. Gotcha. And that's what kind of happened with Tencent, right? Remember? Earlier in the year, or wait, lat, or late last year? Earlier this year, where they couldn't sell games in China for a while, They right? couldn't sell... I. Don't recall if that was the exact same. I know there was a thing where they couldn't sell PUBG, and it took so long for PUBG to get 
approved for mobile devices yeah. that they just made a new game that okay. looks like PUBG, but it's like he was far closer to China and it became a very like pro army, pro nationalism kind of game. Gotcha. Alright. Um, Nanobiologist has two in here. Uh, Apple today removed an app from the Hong Kong app store that was used by protesters to track police movement. Is that they, still the case? Because I know they removed one and then they ended up putting it back. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's the same app or different of one. Of course, yeah. There's yeah. no citation here and no article. He just says that. They said it was due to the app being used to bully and hurt civilians. Mm. Uh, and then he also says, the WoW 15th Anniversary Collector's Edition was just released. I didn't know there was a WoW Classic Special Edition. Again, if I haven't, if you didn't t- get tipped off when I was talking about it, I don't play WoW. So I don't really <laughs> know what I got over there. And then when everything went to shit, I was like, well, fuck these guys. Red plays WoW and she tells me about it and I'm like, I, I don't know anything you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a Grimlock and there's an Orc over there. I don't know. Number two. <laughs> We're going to talk about some layoffs at Sony Interactive Entertainment EU. This is Rebecca Valentine over at GamesIndustry.biz. Speaking of the devil. Sony Interactive Entertainment's European branch has reportedly laid off dozens amid a multi-division restructuring. Uh, GamesIndustry.biz sister site Video Games Chronicle reports that affected divisions included marketing and PR, in addition to layoffs also occurring on the U.S. creative services team, with at least one employee sharing their situation on Twitter. Some employees are being asked to re-interview for former positions. This announcement was made to employees on the same day as a Wired report that shared new details on Sony's upcoming PlayStation 5, including its confirmed name and release window of holiday 2020. Some employees reported... Some employees reportedly feel this is a sign of the growing influence of SIE America and the reduced influence on the EU side, with American executives coming to the EU to make the announcement and EU employees not being informed of the Wired article reveals at all. This restructuring appears to be a continuation of the ongoing shift across all of Sony, uh, the effects of which have seen Jim Ryan appointed SIE president and CEO earlier this year, and former SIE Worldwide Studio Chairman Sean Layden departing the company unexpectedly at the start of this month. Uh, GamesIndustry.biz has reached out to Sony for comment, though VGC notes that Sony declined to comment on the news. What's happening, Imran? They're correct. Like the employees who think this is a, an issue of America getting more influence and Europe not like getting less influence. They're sure. obviously right. I don't know if that's be- that caused the layoffs. Yeah, but there are like Sony said this is redundancy. Exactly, which meant like they have people in the American branch that do this job uh-huh. that don't necessarily need them in the European branch. So th- it's awful they had those layoffs. I kind of feel like the Wired thing is maybe designed to like. Distract? Distract a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like have some good news. Here's some great news about PlayStation 5. Yeah. Yeah. Like, while Matt Lauer had, a, like, a TikTok story the same day he gets accused of sexual assault. Like, that <laughs> kind of thing. Okay. So, like, there's a PR company involved making sure that they're, yeah. Matt Lauer, he's still not doing nothing, is he? Is he back on TV? Yet? He's on TikTok now. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> he's doing news on TikTok? Yeah. Does he have the button under his desk that locks people in his room? Fucking creep. <gasps> that's, I think, probably, that's at the heart of the sexual assault. Yeah, or, 100% yeah. it is. Yeah. But... The uh, we talked a little bit about when Sean Layden left. Yeah. Of like Jim Ryan is in charge now. That taking out the coat. Yeah. As very sexily as yeah, possible. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I want to give people if they're watching on YouTube, they need to, <laughs> they deserve something. But the Jim Ryan is in charge now. He he did come from Sunday Europe, but obviously he wants he wants a grander power base around him, which makes sense because if if Sony is being run or PlayStation is being run from America. Yes. You want that you want all the key roles to be filled in America. Yes. And like maybe there is a degree of I don't want to say arrogance about it, but Sony doesn't really have competition in Europe. Mm, like Microsoft sure. never really got a foothold, Nintendo never really got a foothold despite 30 years of like their laissez-faire kind of I don't know, well let it to Nintendo France to do whatever. Yeah. But I expect that this is Sony saying that we're consolidating the power base in America. All major decisions will run up through this tree. Yeah. You have covered PlayStation for a very long time. Uh-huh. You know, I'm sure you've heard in the last like five years, there's been a power struggle between Sony Europe and Sony America. Because they've seen it going, right? Like, uh, Multicalum wrote in uh, asking about this, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Greg and Imran, with today's news of mass layoffs at PlayStation UK and reports that the last 12 months have seen PlayStation's North American arm wielding increasing influence over the global business, I feel like the timing of the PS5 news and PlayStation Now reform and Sean Lane's departure is too coincidental, too coincidental not to be connected. Is PlayStation, PlayStation undergoing a shift? 
I my response is no. It shifted in 2016. Like mm-hmm. this is stuff I've been expecting for the longest time uh, from the Wikipedia. Right uh, on January 26, 2016, Sony announced that effective April 1st, 2016, Sony Computer Entertainment and Sony Network Entertainment International will be reorganized and combined into a new company, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Unlike the former SCE, SIE is based in San Mateo, California, and represents the entire PlayStation brand, regional subsidiaries, and its c- content operations. Yeah, like. You're talking about, you know, the wealth of knowledge I have from doing this for so long. Like, PlayStation used to be the most siloed first party, and it was the biggest pain in the fucking ass to yes. deal with. And that's me having to deal with it in terms of, like, a first party exclusive, I want to do something with, a first party exclusive, I want to do an exclusive on at IGN, right? Mm-hmm. Such a huge pain of hitting up American PR and then being like, We'd love to, but European PR, it has to do with something over there. So we're going to have to time out something where you can have the American exclusive. They can, and I'm like, no, IGN has a UK brand. No, it doesn't work that way. It needs to be this. Yeah. It needs to be. And I'm like, this is a granular problem, let alone to blow it up to them trying to run a business and do all these things and have different people talking. I'm leading Death Stranding coverage in America, but somebody else is leading it over here. And then we have to waste time talking to each other when we should just be talking to who we need to talk to. Right. And they're like, they're public facing problems too. Like the, the Sony Europe, Sony America thing was like the result of that was the weird things, the trade shows and like yep. where they're having press conferences. Yep. So like Sony was trying to, Sony America was trying to push PSX cause it's in their backyard. They want it to be a bigger show. Meanwhile, Sony Europe's like, what about Paris game week, bitches? And, and everybody's like, yeah. what about it? Nobody, nobody, what did we know? Yeah, remember that one year that they like revealed, like, it was like, I think it was Ghost of Tsushima and a bunch of other shit at Paris Games Week? Did they do Ghost of Tsushima? I remember, like, it was no. always, that was our, where we were always like, Quantic Dream's gonna do something. Yeah. This is, it's gotta be David, it's in David <laughs> Cage's backyard, he's gonna say something. Yeah. But like, they, that tussle was a result of why PSX got canceled one year or why yeah. they've like de-emphasized stuff and things and like that. And it's why you'd see this weird drip feed where like they couldn't come out I think sometimes and swing big because they needed to save stuff for the other shows. Yeah, I've, ha- I've had to deal with them and like like you said they, they would say oh well we need this European outlet to yeah. sign off on you getting this news to item. I'm like what? Like Why? Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're Sony America PR you yeah. guys are the heads of this like Yeah, and, and I think that's what it is is again waking up to what the internet is and what the world is in 2019 for European does it make sense? And I'm and I, don't get me wrong, I, it sucks. People have lost their jobs. I'm not here trying to be yeah, like no. fuck them. I'm I'm just like I can see the business strategy of like trying to bring everything under one roof and have it be the San Mateo office and have that be HQ and mother base and that is where I'm sure the team in America can do the EU stuff they need to do too in terms of marketing in terms of this. Now, granted, of course, there's regional things, smaller outlets. It's more work for everybody. I don't know, but you figure that. Somebody has to have their eye on the ball for what's going on yeah. over there. And like Jim Ryan was head of Sony Europe. So if anyone realizes how fractured that is, when he comes to head over PlayStation Worldwide, like the entire division for yeah. the placement consoles, he is going to change things so it becomes less fractured. I have a lot of disagreements with Jim Ryan, and I kind of wonder, like, oh, so how you he's... hate children? I absolutely hate children. He's trying to protect them with this crossplay business. But you hate <laughs> kids. I didn't know. But fuck them kids. Maybe not a thing you want. Like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad the audio was isolated there. But I do think he he will he came to this thinking I'm going to unify this because it makes more sense to like have everything run like the buck needs to stop somewhere and it should be near me at very least. Yeah. Like so. This, like you said, is this a shift? Yes. Is it a bad shift? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the other thing. Is that you know, if it's for the best, who knows? I don't. Yeah. I, I would. I'd be more interested in knowing from that respect uh, what our European peers would be saying in terms of games coverage, right. as well as what is you know it's a very broad right now. There's been layoffs, marketing, PR, and creative services. Is there still a P- are there still PR people there? Are there still cr- any creative services people there? Like you need someone who is boots on the ground in that thing. Otherwise, you know, right. you run into scenarios of you don't know how to promote necessarily to the EU. Yeah, I assume they still have like a marketing department and stuff like that. That are yeah. like it's just that the decisions need to be like decisions about where are we going to announce X game. Yeah, need to be done in one place. Yeah. and it's no longer Japan. It is San Mateo. Yeah. And I the assume, hotbed of uh, <laughs> video games. It's beneficial for us because they're right oh, yeah. next door. Exactly. But it it does mean like when you're launching a new console, you don't want confusion about things that are said. Like remember when how bad the initial rollout of the PS3 was? Because mm. like we're launching in America and Japan and Europe six months. Like they can't have situations like that again. Yeah. Where it sounds because one region couldn't get their act together about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Great point. Uh, nanobiologist confirms, Imran, you are right. Ghost of Tsushima was revealed during Paris Games Week, October 2017. Which is still super weird. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, number three, WB and IO Interactive are making a new game. Is another Hitman game or another, a new IP? Nobody really knows. Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, independent video game developer IO Interactive, today announced a worldwide publishing and distribution agreement to bring a new console and PC game experience to players worldwide. IO Interactive has two development studios in the Scandinavia region, IOI Copenhagen in Denmark, and the recently opened IOI uh, Malmo in Sweden. And I know I didn't get it right, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Both of which will be integral to the, in the development of the new game under this partnership. Uh, Warner Brothers and and IO Interactive previously partnered for the release of various titles within the acclaimed Hitman series, including Hitman 2, Hitman Definitive Edition, and Hitman HD Enhanced Collection. IO Interactive is currently seeking high-quality talent across all game development disciplines to join the IOI Copenhagen and IOA, IOI Malamo Studios. Interesting candidates can apply at <laughs> www.ioi.dk slash jobs. When you said, like, who knows if it's a new IP or a new Hitman game, I was like, I'm sure it's a new IP because I remember them saying it, and I bothered to look it up in July this year. They mentioned they're working on a new IP and a new Hitman game. So what could it be? Yeah. What's this partnership? You, I am the way it reads. I imagine it's the new IP. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you just say that we're we're publishing the new Hitman too? Yeah. The Hitman. Hit, Hitman developers Hitman. making a Hitman game exactly. is not a huge story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a weird story to begin with. Of just like, <laughs> hey, everybody, we signed an agreement to publish a game. And it, may, it it also makes sense for them to do the new IP to Warner Brothers as well because then there's more eyes on the new IP, whereas Hitman is already like a hundred percent known quantity. Yeah. 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 And I'm pretty sure IO when they. Square Enix sold Hitman back to IO, so they're not going to, like... I think they wouldn't say we're partnering with WB again. they just say, like, WB's publishing this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Hitman 2 was so fucking good. Yeah? I want to play it so bad. It's great, Why don't you? There was a new map, I think, like, two weeks ago. What's, what's your excuse? You pl you're playing, like, freaking 90-year-old <laughs> Zelda games. Why can't you play Hitman because 2? Because Zelda's a classic, and I, I love oh, it Oh, so, so you're much. saying Hitman 2 isn't a classic, huh? I mean, huh. it might be a modern classic. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. I would actually say Hitman 2016 is a modern classic. Damn. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. 2 is very similar, so I kind of take them as the same game. Hitman 1, or, like, the Hitman from a couple of years ago, that was a PS Plus game at one point, right? Yes. Yeah. The first season was PS Plus. I think I might have. You redeemed it? Good I job. I think I redeemed it, but I'm not I don't sure. like that you think you should know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? cost, it costs you nothing. You have 30 days to go in there and just redeem these I games. I know. That's yeah. really hard, though. Really not. Right? Honestly, I don't know the, the last time I've redeemed a PS... Oh, Darksiders? Was, I think, definitive yeah. edition? The Darksiders 3. The, yeah, okay. Like, they put the new one on there, so I'm like, all right, whatever. Whatever. Just, yeah. I'll give it a <laughs> shot. As well. Remember Last of Us Remastered out right now. Everybody get it. Oh, yeah. And MLB 2019. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You like that. It's really good. A bumper crop month for games over there. Believe it or not, we've hit the halfway point in the Roper Report. <laughs> 42 minutes in. I love it. I love it when these shows are juicy. Number four, Steam's got a remote play together feature. This is Alicia Judge over at IGN. A new feature called Remote Play Together is heading to Steam, which will turn local multiplayer games into online experiences. Perhaps the biggest boon to players is the fact that, like a traditional local couch gaming experience, the feature means you can enjoy a friend's game even if you don't own it yourself. Remote play works by one player inviting a friend to join their local multiplayer game via Steam overlay. If their pal accepts the invitation, uh, the game is run through the host computer and they begin playing together. The host player handles all the processing while the, their friends hook in with their connection, controllers, and microphone. The game doesn't need to already exist in the friend's Steam library. An email sent out to developers and shared on Unity's forum informed game creators that any games featuring local co-op, split-screen, or multiplayer mechanics will be automatically supported when the feature goes live in Steam Beta on October 21st. Quote, This feature is designed to add value to multiplayer games which do not already have native online capability, reads the email. It will soon be enjoyed among friends online using remote play together beta, uh, enabling fans to introduce your local multiplayer game to new audiences. Note that multiplayer games which are not explicitly designed for local play are still best enjoyed using the game's built-in online system. End quote. This is really exciting. When I saw this last night, I'm like, I was making a mental list of games I want to play. You want to jump in and play with people? Yeah, like, River City Girls is a good example. Uh -huh. That game came out recently, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to play this with, like, because you need a certain, like, aesthetic, a friend with, like, that has an aesthetic for that kind of game. Sure. Like, you don't want to just play with someone who's kind of barely interested in it, yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah. doesn't think it's, like, that kind of anime fighter brawler thing is cool. Yeah. So uh, I played it with a friend at PAX, and like, oh, yeah, when this comes out, we should totally play because we don't live near each other. Uh-huh. And when I found out it was local only, I was like, oh, this is a bummer. Wah, wah. So, like, the second I found out this news last night, I tweeted the friend, like, fuck yeah, River City Girls are going to play this now. 
Like, I can't. This is exciting. I'm very curious how it works. Yeah. Is somebody playing? A Do you think it's going to like be used a lot? Like, you know, it's the whole thing of like PlayStation, one of the PlayStation 4 when they launched, right? Of like, you can pass the controller mode, which is not the same, but yeah. similar. And it was like, oh, wow, that's a neat idea that I don't think I'll ever use and I've never ever used. And <laughs> yeah, I don't, no. you know what I mean? I don't or like the thing where somebody can play for you in a hard part, like that. Exactly. No one ever used that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I. I don't think it'll be used. I think it'll be used in a scant few cases. I imagine what they're doing is they're like somebody gets a streaming version of the game. Is I like I don't know for sure like how they're actually going to do it, like because they didn't actually detail the technology behind it. Yeah. But if that's the case, it's not going to be like great. Like it, who knows how Steam's cloud service is, or does somebody have to own the game to play it, or it like is it connecting like NES emulators used to do? Of like I'm gonna play mm-hmm. River City Ransom with a friend because this NES emulator thinks they're in the same room. I we'll see how it works, but I'm excited for it, even if it, I only have to get to use it like once or yeah, twice. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, whatever. It's a bonus, you know, a boon to Steam. Yeah. Here's another uh, way to pay it forward. Yeah, for I don't think it's gonna be used for like fighting games that don't have online or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, yeah, and that's the thing of like being able to jump in and play a game with a friend that you'd want to play local, but again, is all the way out there, right? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second here. I want to check something. Control F, universe, universe. <laughs> I do think like this, like the remote play together stuff and all that. Like everyone's making these very interesting quiet moves of like here's a thing that there's a reason to play on our stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like here's the beginning of a new technology that might become standard in like five, ten years. Um, making us look like clowns, Imran. Mm-hmm. In your wrong, Rebecca Valentine writes in and says the press release that IO and WB thing put out. That press release for that IO WB thing specifically refers to quote a new universe for IOI. So unless Agent Forty Seven is leaving this galaxy, I think it's safe calling it a new IP. She once yelled at me, or not yelled. She gave me a talking to because I read a DM she sent me while I was on the show. Yeah. So she's like, I'm never gonna DM you on the show again. She can't do that, and also you're wrong. Well, hey, man, you're wrong is the right way to go. Like, they buried <laughs> in one of the boring jargon quotes. Why wouldn't you lead with in the headline, we're teaming up for a new thing. New, I mean, there's nothing in it in anything. And then I got to go. Uh, this, this is the quote, if you want some word salad, as Gary would love. Over the past few years, Warner Brothers has shown us firsthand, that, and this is the second quote in the press release, that they understand and respect our creative vision, and we're looking forward to continuing this relationship, said the CEO of IO Interactive. IO Interactive has a proud history of creating compelling characters and universes for our players to enjoy. It's in our DNA. As we embark on this exciting project to create a new universe for IOI together with Warner Brothers, we're currently looking for ambition. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man! Yeah. That, uh, so they're working on a new IP and also working on a new Hitman. Stupid Rebecca Valentine reading and every word. And also, Imran got a talking to. I got a talking <laughs> to. Imran got got! <laughs> Hit him up, Corey! Got got! Number five. Yeah. Mike Yabara is leaving Xbox. This is, goddammit, Rebecca Valentine, GamesIndustry.biz. Microsoft and Xbox's Mike Yabara. And I'm saying that right. Yabara, right? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I've always followed him on Twitter, and I talk to him there, but I've never actually talked yeah, to him. Yeah, it, it's a great, like hosting this show. You increasingly realize how many people you just see on text yeah, exactly. and never actually hear their name. Uh, uh, Mike Yabar has announced he is parting ways with the company after 20 years for a new, as of yet, unannounced, unknown. Well, I screwed that up. As yet, unknown endeavor. Quote, after 20 years at Microsoft, it's time for my next adventure, he said in a tweet today. It's been a great ride at Xbox, and the future is bright. Thanks to everyone at Team Xbox. I'm incredibly proud of what we've accomplished, and I wish you the best. More soon on what what's next for me. Super excited. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you fellow gamers and our great fans for all of the support. Uh, keep gaming, and I hope to see you online soon. Ibarra's time at Xbox goes back to 2000, where he was hired as a systems engineer following a job at Hewlett-Packard. Over the years, he moved up into director and manager roles, working on projects across Microsoft, such as Windows 7 and Xbox Live, both of which he served as general manager for, and Xbox Game Studio. As partner studio manager for Xbox Studios, he signed and shipped titles such as Gears of War, Age of Empires, and Sunset Overdrive. In 2014, he was promoted to a VP role as corporate VP of program management for the Xbox platform. And in 2017, he began the role he is departing, handling Xbox Live, Xbox Game Pass, and Mixer still in his corporate VP role. So what do you think in Stadia? Oh, I mean, that's just the default answer. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, Sean Layden's gone. Stadia. <laughs> Yabara's gone. Stadia. I like to think that Phil Spencer threw Yabara in front of him to avoid the TGA curse. Understandable. So far, it's accurate. Phil yeah. Spencer's the only one surviving. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know what he's up to, but that would make sense, right? And again, you know what's interesting about this? Look at how 
you handle someone leaving a company <laughs> yes. after 20 years and how it's not just a weird tweet from the parent company and no one else says anything. Yeah. You are here talking about it, being a part of it, and they had other things about it. Do you it. think his like weird, it was a while ago, but like he had a weird meltdown over Anthem. Do you remember that? Do you think it has vaguely like he was he was very much taking exception to the reviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah saying yeah. like, oh, they were just playing it wrong or like they don't get it. This game is actually amazing. And like, yeah, he's super wrong. But it's <laughs> I wonder if like that had something to do with like him maybe dialing back or maybe considering like maybe I don't want to work here anymore. If that, like I doubt it. I mean, it's possible, of course, but I feel like there's been enough breathing room in there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just time for another thing. Yeah. You know, 20 years. And I'm sure again, if, if it is Stadia. Google drove up with their dump truck full of money, and we're like, "Come on, get out, get in!" Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, he has a, he has quite the res- Gears, Age of Empires, Sunset Overdrive. Not a huge seller, but actually one of my favorite Xbox One games. Oh yeah, good, yeah. good, good game. No one's going to argue that. Uh, number six, Apple is selling Xbox controllers. This is Chris Welch at The Verge. Apple has begun selling Microsoft's Xbox wireless controller after adding support for the gamepad and the latest major software updates for iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, and Mac. The Xbox controller is priced at fifty nine ninety five and is available from Apple's website. Chris's report continues, I'm not seeing any local stores with stock just yet, but it's not unreasonable to think Apple might give it some shelf space to help promote Apple Arcade. There's no sign of Sony's DualShock 4 controller on Apple Store, however. Apple also introduced support for the PlayStation 4's gamepad with iOS 13, iPad OS, tvOS 13, and Mac OS Catalina. Both controllers can be paired to Apple's devices over Bluetooth and then be used to play any games that support them. Yeah, it very much benefits Apple to say, like, hey, we have controller support now. Might as well, yeah. And, yeah. and, and again, to push Apple Arcade and have it in the store of, like, yep, here's a controller. Buy it on your way out. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw with the 7.0 PS4 update. Yeah. That, like, they had specific mention of, yeah, we're going to be, like, remote play is going to work on Apple devices now. You can actually just use a DualShock on there, so it's not a huge deal. Yeah. So it's interesting that everyone, like, this is a mutually beneficial thing for everybody. Yeah, it's and it, the remote play stuff was weird. I guess it's because it's more native, because it was working already. The controller support right. for 13 was there, let alone the fact that we had already had, what, like a month, or maybe even more than a month, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, since the remote play app came to iOS devices. Right. But I actually, yeah, this weekend when I had it and everything was finally went live, I was using it in the hotel room playing uh, Concrete Genie from the home, remote playing it from home onto the iPad with the controller. And I was shocked at how well it Is that when you told Lucy to make sure your PS4 is turned off? That was when, yeah, when the internet, yeah, when I was playing, having a great time, played for like an hour, and then just all of a sudden, boom, it was done. And I tried to reconnect, tried to reconnect, and it wouldn't. And then I was like, I tweeted about it, Lucy, make sure you turn off my PS4 when you get home. And then she tweeted, or she sent me a, a hour later a photo that her smart lights had reported to her that the internet was out. <laughs> and so it's like, what a weird 2019 where the, the the lights are telling us the internet's out at home, and that's why it was. It wasn't actually a remote play bug, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Yeah, I wonder if Apple, like, before all this, like, before they made these decisions, went to each of these companies, is like, hey, we want to have your controllers be native support. How do you think that can benefit you? What can you do with that? Yeah. And then Sony was like, well, we're going to go harder on remote play, so here's a new app, here's like all this stuff. Yeah. We're going we're to make it a big part of our next update. And Microsoft is, why don't you sell some controllers for us like why don't we why don't we like Arms look race, at, yeah right how to do this like w- it benefits microsoft to make s- the xbox controller the default controller for gaming of like use this on pc use this on your iphone use this on your xbox one yeah like make this the iconic imagery for whenever someone has a controller in their hands yeah so this is very good for them, too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then finally, on the Roper Report, there's a new video game mental health charity launching today. Safe in Our World, www.safeinourworld.org, a new mental health charity for the video games industry, launches today on World Mental Health Day with the aim of raising awareness of mental health issues among gamers and creators and affecting positive change within the video game industry. <coughs> Excuse me. With over 50% of the world's population playing video games and one in four people globally affected by mental health issues, the task ahead is daunting. But Safe in Our World will drive forward initiatives to support and help players around the world. You can find out more, ladies and gentlemen, at safeinourworld.org. They actually have a game called Fracture Minds out uh Coming, launching soon on digital platforms, PC, P- Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Switch. Uh, it'll cost uh, two bucks. It's actually front. Uh, this girl, Emily, made it. She's a 17-year-old. She won a BAFTA through it and stuff. Neat. Very interesting. Uh, go, you can find all about it this at safeinyourworld.org. But, Imran Khan, I am excited to see what the trophies are for Fractured Mind. But that is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Our 
Games and lists today are brought to you by two sponsors. We'll start with Hims. Have you noticed Andy and Nick's hair looking better? Of course you have, and that's because they use Hims. The problem, 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35, and once you notice thinning hair, it can be too late. That's why. Andy and Nick turned to 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, uh, skincare, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. These aren't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Uh, no more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. 4hims connects you to real doctors online, which can save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. You answer a few quick questions. A doctor will review it. And if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. You can order now. My listeners get started with Hims for just $5 today. Right now, they get the complete hair kit while supplies last and subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy or somewhere else. Instead, go to 4hims.com slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. 4hims.com slash games daily. Up next, it's Quip. We're all using Quip at Kind of Funny, and that's because it's the best toothbrush out there. But what actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength power, claims of miraculous trendy ingredients, multiple modes. If you ask a dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. That's why Quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, healthier habits. Quip's sensitive vibrations with a built-in two-minute timer guide gentle brushing for the dentist's recommended two minutes with 30-second pulses, ensuring an even clean. Quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. This sleek, intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice every day. Good habits matter to live a healthier life. So, help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25, and if you use our codes, you can get a free refill. That first refill is free at getquip.com games. This is a simple way to support the show and get brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com. Quip.com slash games uh, to get your first refill pack free. Go right now, getquip.com slash games, 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 games. All right, back to the list now. <laughs> Do you know that I made the I made the mental note when I saw it getting up to seven stories? Mm-hmm. I need to move the ads physically. I never moved the ads. Yeah. I had to go flip the pages. You know yeah, no, I mean? it's very. Uh, the other week I was like, or last week I was like, oh, I don't need to remember the, or write down the intro this time. Yeah. I'm good. I've memorized at this point. Yeah. They get up there like, Oh, shit. I forgot all of it. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, out today, it's a lot. It's Thursday. Spirit Hunter NG on PS4, Switch, Vita, PC. Vita, it lives. Uh, <laughs> Missed over, PlayStation 4, Switch, PC. We were here together, PC and Mac. A Knight's Quest, PS4, Switch, and PC. River City Melee m- Match? Mac? Mac, Mac. I would guess. Uh, on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Corpse Party Blood Drive, Blood Drive on Switch and PC. Uh, Volferis on Switch and PC. The Bradwell Conspiracy on Switch. Marble in the Wood on Switch. Monochrome Order on Switch. Family Tree on Switch. BB and Tina at the horse farm (laughs) 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 on Switch. BB and Tina at the horse farm. I can't wait. (laughs) Duped on Switch. Secret Files. Sam Peters on Switch. Contraptions on Switch. Pocket Stables on Switch. Queen's Quest 4 Sacred Truce on Switch. Midnight Evil Switch. Uh, Little Briar Rose Switch. Radio Commander on PC. Skyus on PC. Bewitched on PC. MMX Otherworld Mystery Expanded Edition on PC. Alive to Survive. Tales from the Zombie Apocalypse on PC and Mac. In Search of a Home on PC. Death in the Water on in PC. In between, the unique puzzle platformer from Gently Mad is available now on the PlayStation Store. And then the old school RPG bundle is releasing today on Nintendo Switch. Uh, Plugin Digital is proud of its collaboration with Behold Studios to join Chroma Squad and Knights of Pen and Paper series together for an exclusive bundle. Also, the players who already own one of these games get 25% off. Barrett has for me the trailer for BB and Tina at the Horse Farm. Worth pointing out that it is BB and Tina dot dot dot. At the horse farm. So yeah. this is, there's going to be a lot more of this. It's an anthology series. Glad we are running it in 3080. <laughs> <laughs> we got different game modes, missions, challenges. Who you want to be? You want to be BB? You want to be Tina? So is this like a cartoon this is based on? I need to know more about BB and Tina. This feels like a, like a European cartoon. Oh, here we go. Jesus. Looks like BB's riding this horse. She's hopping over the thing. seems like a ripoff of that Barbie horse game. One of the best horse. Now you say that, but you don't know if this came first. Mm. Maybe this is a remaster of it. How much can you really do with a horse game? Uh, A lot. Look at you're looking at a chicken. Did you expect that? It's Pokemon Snap. Why are the chickens not cell shaded? Like, 
Wait, hold on. <laughs> Did they like grab the chicken off oh, the Unity this is store? Making me sick. <laughs> that spin there, right where they went. The asses went. The horses went ass to ass and then spun <laughs> in joints in it. They're riding into a Nintendo 64 game. Yeah, man. There's a lot of popping on those trees in the back. <laughs> All right. Well, BB I mean, it's a, it's a cut rate. Uh, this is the trailer. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Jesus. It's a thing of nightmares right there. So it it's like, like, it's it like when the Simpsons look at you head on, yeah. right? Like, you know, like from the side, it looks totally they normal. They have like weird looking noses and yeah. shit. I was going to say it looks like one of those weird anime masks people put on. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Also true. Also they took true. the horse brushing from uh, Red Dead Redemption Lord 2. Lord almighty. This is basically Red Dead Redemption New dates for you. I said I'd expand on it. Here you go. Cyanix, San Diego video game developer, announced that the hit Netflix original series, Stranger Things, will headline the upcoming Rocket League ha Haunted Hollows event starting October 14th on all platforms. Similar to past in-game events, players can earn candy corn by playing online matches that can be used to redeem several or various stranger themed themed uh, stranger things themed items uh in addition to general halloween themed items there's the farmstead arena has also been transported into the upside down and the new farmstead uh the upside down arena will be available in the arena rotation during the event there's a whole bunch of other stuff too limited time arenas like we talked about the items are like you know you get a camp nowhere topper a demogorgon player band all the stuff if you're into that uh stranger things there you go Haunted Hollows will end November 11th with a three-day redemption period until November 14th, while where remaining candy corn can be used in the event store. Is Stranger Things still that popular? I mean, they just announced another season of it. So yeah. yeah, it's yeah. still yeah. fucking popular. Like I like watching it. I just didn't know it was like still a cultural event. Oh, I don't yeah. know. If, I mean, like I don't think it's as big as it was like season the end of season one. Beginning I think, of season like, two. I, I think yeah, but uh, I think younger kids are starting to get into it. Like okay. my sister really pays attention yeah. to it, so I imagine all of her friends are really paying attention sure. to it and shit like that. So. It's not like one of those things they won't let die like Breaking Bad. Uh, the Wanderer, Frankenstein's creature, comes out on October 31st. It'll Fuck be on you, Steam. <laughs> I'm excited for El Camino. Yeah. And it'll be coming to mobile platforms in November. Moons of Madness will launch on PC November 22nd, 2019. The release date on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One is January 21st, 2020. And then... Don't don't worry about that last one. Because I saw it was about the corpse party. Yeah. And I was like, I thought I read that out today. And the, I did. Yeah. But I had breaking news about it coming out today, which is weird. Uh, deals of the day for you. Epic Game Store announced the next two free games it'll be giving away October 17th through the 24th. It's Alan Wake's American Nightmare and Observer. That's smart of them to get like people interested in what happened with Alan Wake last. Yeah. Before the Control DLC comes out, 100%. which I assume is also going to be on Epic Game Store like exclusively for a while. But The DLC? Yeah. Well, no, the Alan, remember, this was, a, was something we got wrong when we talked about it. You might know about it. The first episode. DLC is exclusive to PS4, second is not, which right, is the Alan right, right, experience. Right. Exactly, yeah. So I assume for on PC, at least, it'll be exclusive to okay. EGS. Time to squat up. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Hold on a second. I didn't read ahead on this. No, this is a prank. I'm not reading that one. What? Yeah, no. Damn. I got yeah, I got. got. Give got, me the one. Got, got. Give me the one. Uh, Kevin, sorry. Give me the one, Barrett. There's <laughs> the one not set up. You and did. Like, you did the got got. Like you got got more than I got. Get on got. it, Corey. I'm just, yeah. I'm just. I'm just. You're still glaring at me. Why? Is this because of the Breaking Bad thing? No, because uh, you called me Kevin. No, I laughed because I was about to say it, and then I said it. Mm. <laughs> I said, I, I, I said, give me the one, <laughs> Kevin. You can watch back, okay? Because it was, it was that I caught myself, but I still said it. Yeah. Now that you brought That's up the you Breaking Bad it, thing again, I'm now upset again about the Breaking Bad thing. Well, it's just like, okay, do we need Better Call Saul? Yes. No, we didn't. Breaking yeah, Bad was great did. how it was, and we didn't need Better Call Saul. You and Nick don't did not give and that show I need a chance. To see what happened to Jesse P Pinkman? Not really, but I'll watch it. I hope it's great. He yeah. deserved. And I didn't better, give it a chance. I watched season one. A Most better of call Saul. Yeah. Uh, the the first season of that show, I would argue, is better than the first season of Breaking Bad. The same. Yeah, probably. I I dropped out of Breaking Bad too the first season, and then came back Jeez. when everybody's like, "Oh man, it's gotten better." I was like, "Oh great," because it wasn't great when it started. And also, but then the, it's a great ride. The finale for Breaking Bad doesn't give us a good wrapped up story for Jesse Pinkman, so I'm glad that we're getting. But I think, <laughs> what do you think this one's gonna give you? He's gonna die, or he's gonna be president? No, it's still gonna be like he's living his life out there. I liked it better that he spoilers for the end of Breaking Bad that he was <laughs> riding away free finally. That, when he does that, like yell, that like yell of joy, like yeah. he finally got away. That's all I needed from him. I like that your idea of closure for a movie is dies or <laughs> becomes president. You either become president or you die. <laughs> Time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. This is where people write in. 
thekindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, Lord of Pwns says, did Greg not mention Killer Queen Black is out today on Switch? <gasps> I didn't. You're right. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Saw the Kotaku review go up. We have had our codes, but it's hard to get eight people together <laughs> to play games, so we will eventually do it. Here we go. Thank you. Arvel Kreinitz says, BB Bloxburg is a famous German audio drama series for kids. It's based around BB, who is a witch who's having lots of adventures. BB and Tina is a spinoff series, and it's BB together with her friend Tina, who like horse riding. Well, that sounds great. Man, and, and then Paperboy yeah. wrote, wrote in to tell us about BB Bloxburg as well. Are you all German, or do you just happen to know about BB Blocksburg? Both. Okay. Uh, Paperboy can, is like, yeah, I'm talking about this. Yes, it's based on a German TV kids show, but this show has things that no way in hell would be appropriate for an American audience. Okay, for example, there up. was an episode where BB stalks her crush and seduces him by using an aging spell on herself that makes her an adult, seducing his kid, his kid crush is what she writes. What? Awesome. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, actually, the cartoon looks way better than that video game. Oh, does. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to knock that. You know how it is. Okay. Um, and Spencer says, I will not let this episode of KFGD end without letting everyone know that Pansu Hunter is getting a physical release on Vita starting today. Only 1,500 copies at PlayAsia. So spread the word to Vita Island. Is that Spencer's, uh, Kevin's hot little brother? I don't think so. Uh, okay. But Pansu Hunter uh, sounds like one of those Vita games I was talking about yeah. yesterday. Mm. That's, the game has a very nice art style. I'll say that much. Pansu Hunter? Yeah. Or BB? Uh, Pantsy Hunter. Okay. It has like a 1980s anime style. It's neat. Okay. Yeah. Is it about me hunting pants though? Yeah, uh, panties. I, I thought believe. so. I yeah. thought so. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to get it on the nose. You know what Which I mean? Is, the, for the long uh was because of that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, the content for games doesn't end here. You can go to patreon.com slash games today and watch the games cast get recorded live. It'll be myself, Tim, Fran, and Imran. What are you talking about today? Uh, after party and you, ooh, yeah. fuck you. I'm yeah, excited. The embargo on that stuff so I can actually talk about awesome. it now. Yeah, oh, this is the preview event. All right, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, because like, when they invited me, I was like, I'm already in. Just give me the code. When the code comes. Uh, I'm going to talk about Concrete Genie. I'm going to talk about uh, One Night Stand, and I'm going to talk about Remote Play. I'll talk so about I'm Ukulele, gonna... which is actually surprisingly Ooh. good. Ooh. That's to talk about. That's 2 p.m. You can watch the live recording, patreon.com slash games, or go to that site, grab it on demand tomorrow. No ads with the pre and post show. However, if you don't want to toss any bucks our way, you, of course, can go to youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe on Monday. No pre and post show. It has ads. This show is up on Patreon without ads, too. You can go there and leave your questions and comments and all that jazz. You know that. Good explanation, Greg. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tomorrow, Tim and I are back hosting this show. Imran, when are you streaming again? Uh, I th- yeah, I'll stream tonight. I think I'm been since October. I'm streaming like Resident Evil and Castlevania games. Oh, nice. Games. Okay, cool. Yeah. Where can people keep up with that? Uh, Twitch.tv slash ImranZOMG uh-huh. or YouTube.com slash ShockingAlberto. Oh, ShockingAlberto. It was a name. I. It's a name from a old '80s anime movie called Giant Robo. Okay. Which I just stole, and I'm like, oh, that name's cool. I'm stealing that. That's how most screen names go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>